0: Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the post-game wrap. State winning game one of the Super Regional here in Starkville, 9-8 to over Notre Dame. This 7-10 versus 10 matchup, state earning the right of hosting the Super Regional being a top-eight seed. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. And, Charlie, first instant thoughts. What's yours? I felt like, as much as I hate to say this, I felt
1: like the moment was a little bit big for Notre Dame at times. That's a really good team. Boy, they can swing I've, it, man. They're better than I thought they'd be. Yeah, they can swing it. And th- and that's part of the reason why I think you won, and I think that's part of the reason why when you come back tomorrow it's going to be tough because maybe they adjust a little bit. And then I've kind of broken it down. I've tried to back away. What are the things that make you say the moment may have been too big? A lot of that has to do with fielding plays. And I want to go back to something you talked about on Thursday, Bart. You talked, you talked about – that Notre Dame is going to be playing on a different surface than they've ever played on before. They've been playing on a ton of artificial turf this year. They come out play on a hard infield today. And so the thing I was thinking about driving to the studio was maybe Bart was right.
0: You want me to spike the football? Is that go, what you are on? Go, go ahead and toss it up <laughs> no. in the stands. And it's not about, Charlie, and you know this, it's, it's not about the surface being bad because our surface is not bad at all. It's just different and any time you have any kind of difference. And where were a couple of the errors in the outfield? The ball
1: gets on you quicker.
0: The ball gets on you quicker. Mowing patterns. If you've ever seen a ground ball to the outfield on a natural grass and you start seeing you know the stripes in the outfield, the mowing patterns, sometimes that ball will skip left and right on you. And if you're not used to that, that does not happen on artificial turf. I thought the first error on the shortstop led to the second error. I thought the second error on the throwing error when it comes out of his hand and he can't make the play at shortstop, I thought the first one – really led to that I thought once you make that mistake then all of a sudden you start thinking about the crowd you start thinking about the grass you start thinking about so many different things that guy's good he got he made
1: some big time plays going up the middle
0: that double play on Logan Tanner his big his big league big league and here's a guy batting in the nine hole who's having the day of his life he's going back to the hotel right now and his mom is sitting there saying let me tell you what an unbelievable day at the plate. And he's sitting there saying, I made errors. That's not who I am. He had six coming in all, all season. season long. He had two doubles and a three-run jack. And then he made a couple big errors. Man, I tell you what, Charlie, here's my initial thought. Is that's what we just saw.
1: I thought you were going to say that's baseball. No. I mean, anytime I hear that going to pause, <laughs> I get a little nervous over there.
0: What we saw, that is what that stadium was built for. That is exactly what that stadium is built for. It's a super regional game, and I know it was tough. Man, it was hot, and they were five deep around the outfield between the first and the second levels of the the left field lounge, and I know it was tough on a lot of folks. But, man, let me tell you something. You can go all across the country, all across the country. They had a good atmosphere last week at Arkansas, that home run and all that good stuff. But let me tell you this. What you see when you come to the ballpark, at our ballpark, and what you saw today does not happen anywhere else. If you are a baseball fan, that is Mecca, what you saw today. If you're a college baseball fan living in Boise, Idaho, being in Starkville, Mississippi today would have been the qualm. That would have been the perfect moment for a college baseball fan. And I'm not trying to oversell it. I'm, not, I'm a state no. guy. I'm not trying to oversell it. But just a 9-8 to eight game where it went back and forth. Notre Dame had three leads at three different times at three different scores. State came back every single time. You had home runs. You had, you had big plays. And here's the thing, Charlie, about me. Is, was Will Bednar clean today? No. Absolutely not. But I can take what happened. Notre Dame was hitting the baseball. They weren't walking up there. They were not getting hit by pitches. You didn't see a ton of errors. Those guys were scalding in the baseball. I thought today, even though Notre Dame gets popped with four errors, I thought today was just great theater.
1: Well, you say not walking, not getting hit by pitches. I thought that was true after Bednar. You know, he hit a couple of guys, walked a he couple. He did. I thought he got squeezed some. Uh, but I want to go back to your point on the, on the ballpark. I, I told somebody, it was pretty cool, I didn't even know who I was talking to. I ended up talking to a former player's parent throughout the game. And we were talking about our podcast and things. And I said, you know what's really cool? Bart and I spent so much time this week talking about 2000. And I said, one day, looking at my son who's standing on the rail down there with some of his college friends, this is going to be a moment they're going to talk about because what's happening right here is a memory. This is one you're going to bank away. And I said, obviously, you want to win it. You want to win this game. But that's a memory that took place out there today. Look, that's a good baseball team, man. That was a good baseball game. And it seems odd that I'm sitting here saying, what a good baseball game when you had five errors committed in the game. I get it. It wasn't clean. But what you saw were this. Two teams that were aggressive in the strike zone swinging the bat. You you go back to your point a minute ago. Notre Dame had a few walks. They had a few um, hit by pitches. But they were up there swinging, man. Got a base hit on the first pitch of the game. Both these teams just competed their tails off today.
0: I tweeted in the third inning about Will Bednar, who was not clean, and he hit his two batters in that third. And it was so funny how Notre Dame, the first four runs they scored, was with the leadoff guy in each of the first four innings. They had a single to start the first inning, the guy scored. Home run by Coates in a second inning, solo shot, There's you, run A leadoff walk in the third, that guy scored. Leadoff double in the fourth, that guy scored. So they made most of their hay with getting the leadoff guy on, and they did a great job at the bottom of their order today. But I thought the ability in the first four innings to put up ones, to keep it at one. I mean, you look back in the first inning, they had three hits. You limit Notre Dame to one run on three hits. But I thought in that third inning – When you've got everything jacked up, you got the bases loaded, you're getting back-to-back strikeouts of Cochie in the seventh spot in the order, LaMana in the the eighth spot in the order to get out of the third inning with just one run. It almost felt like Notre Dame was one pitch away in the first five innings of really breaking that thing open.
1: Yeah, it was constant, right? In the first inning, they get one run, but they leave two guys on. They got the leadoff home run in the second, didn't have anybody on. But then you've got the bases juiced in the third. got guys on base on first and second and the fourth. It was nonstop pressure. And you can go back and you can break it down and say Bednar wasn't great. But there is a big difference at this time of the season in a team throwing up ones versus them throwing up twos and threes.
0: Let's talk about the answer in the bottom of the first. You're down one to nothing. And what what did Chris Lamona say early in the weekend? And and he said it perfectly. You can't have the quote-unquote dude effect unless you're doing something. I mean, we had a huge crowd on Saturday of Super Bowl all weekend, and Doug Nikhazy came in here and shoved it, and it was like a Tuesday night against Sanford simply because it didn't give you an opportunity to do something. Tanner Allen in the first inning, when Notre Dame takes a one-nothing lead, coming right back, popping the home run – tying the game at one, gets a crowd into it. And, yeah, Notre Dame took leads throughout, and they took that four-run lead later on. But just coming out and getting something in that first inning, I thought was big for us.
1: I thought it was huge. And you mentioned Notre Dame taking that big lead, Bart. They go up 7-3. And we had given up the home run. Chase Patrick comes in. A little bit of a tough luck guy and that he shouldn't have been in that spot because there was an error behind him. And I knew Preston Johnson had been warming up, and they come out and make that change. And I looked at the people next to me and said, what are we doing?
0: Hey, and we don't do that. We don't question. And it's not because that we're their agents. We're not you know, Scott Fox, Chris Lamontis' agent, or Jake Gotro. But for the most part of watching these guys manage throughout the year, I've been on – hey, okay, I can be convinced of the, their decision-making, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but when they brought in – hey, I had, the same, I had the same exact thought. What in the world?
1: And then we score three in the bottom half of the <laughs> inning, and I'm quickly – look, I, like I was saying, guys, I think this is a great spot for Preston Johnson <laughs> because if you keep it to a run, we're right there. Look, I, here's what it was. You, you know, we've kind of used the analogy before, late in a ball game when it's tied, when you put Sims out there, you're kind of pushing all your chips into the table. You know, you're kind of saying I'm going all in. I thought to some degree with Preston Johnson, you know, we had, uh, I'm not very good at poker analogies. We had a bad hand and we pushed a bunch of chips in and just tried to bluff, okay? We had a 2 3 unsuited. For the, <laughs> and we used to say, let's throw some chips out here and see what happens. Because, look, you're spending an asset right there. A in big a asset. Game, you're down 7 3. And I'm thinking, man, it's going to be tough to come back. I think the thing that happened today. I think the ball was flying, and I think our coaches had to feel like we were capable of scoring a lot more runs.
0: And we got three runs in the fifth inning. You get it back to a seven-to-six game. And then when you put it back to a one-run game, then all of a sudden it kind of loosens up the mind a little bit and saying, hey, okay, this is anybody's game. And how about Rowdy Jordan? In the sixth inning, two-run shot, two outs, pops that ball to, to center field, driving in Kellum Clark, who had walked early on. We talk about walks. They were not a big key for Notre Dame today. But that walk, was that the only walk today? May have been the only walk today. That no, was the second walk. Yeah, Notre Dame
1: walked two guys.
0: We walked twice today. Tanner Allen walked in the third. He scored. And then Kellum Clark walked in the sixth inning, and he scored. So how about that? Both of those guys ended up scoring. So you take the lead in the sixth inning. When we took that lead at eight to seven, it was almost like everybody in the ballpark knew that eight was not the winning number.
1: Yes, yes. And because both teams have been hitting the ball today and- – Go back to something we said. I kind of discounted earlier how good a hitting team I thought Notre Dame was. I want to back away from that. They can hit. They can hit. And it's not a question of, I get it. Well, we're leaving balls on the middle of the plate. We did this. We did that. Still got to hit it. And they they were squaring some up. And it started, by the way, if you go back to the first they put a lot of balls in play. I didn't think we're terribly hard hit.
0: No, not at all.
1: But it goes back to there's a benefit of putting it in play, making somebody pick it up.
0: And they're a good defensive team. They made four errors today. They're a good defensive team. They're a, a good pitching staff. They may not be as deep in the bullpen as we are. But it's super regional time. I mean, we're getting – this, this is the cream of the crop right here. We're, we're playing the best of the best right now. And we're a good team. They're a good team at the end of the day, that's kind of what made it so much fun is because you didn't know – what was going to happen late? It was just kind of an, un- it would nothing would have surprised me that happened in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. Hey, of course, uh, we're in the Bank First Studios here in downtown. Start well, man. It has been a madhouse in start well, the past couple it of days. It it's awesome. been so much fun. It's like a football game day weekend, and we're at the Bank First Studios here in downtown. Bank First, they have locations throughout the state of Mississippi. They're fantastic with their mortgage department. They also do a great job with their commercial. And if you see a lot of projects going on around the Southeast with Bank First signs out front, and what Mo Griffin and those guys over in Columbus—that's where it's based out of. They continue to grow throughout the Mississippi and Alabama, and of course, that's where Charlie and I both bank at Bank First, and so they're proud sponsors of our studios. Charlie, the two-run home run by Rowdy Jordan, almost in the same spot that Ty Martin hit his home run back in 2000. We talked about that—you know—that home run and that regional earlier this week, but. Well you see what Rowdy did today. He went three for five. Double single home run. He just shows up. That guy, Tanner Allen, our top of the order has set the tone all season long. And when you see how the top of the order today, when you look at one, two, three, seven of our seven of our nine runs was scored were scored by One, two, and three in the order. Well, six of the nine in the top two guys. Tanner Allen scored three times. Rowdy Jordan scored three times. The top of the order sets the table for us. The thing that scared you about Notre Dame, it was the bottom of the order. My
1: goodness. And and what's crazy about this is, and, and this is what I love when we talk about baseball, we sit here on a Thursday and we start breaking it down and we say this and that. And you made the point as we were going off. At the end of the day, all this talk is just talk. At the end of the day, it's baseball and you don't know what can happen. And as you talked about, nothing will surprise me when this is over. I think I would have been surprised if you had told me that seven of Notre Dame's 12 hits were going to come from the bottom four in the order. If six of their eight runs were going to come. Because the whole time what I'm thinking is you got to keep the leadoff guy Myers and the two-hole guy Cole. you got to keep those guys off base. Keep those guys off base and you win the game. And here you are. It's the bottom three, really, that just murdered you in the ballgame. Can we say it? That's baseball?
0: Well, the old man's, he's in the Cape right now. (laughs) He was watching from the Cape. By the way, I I sent him a text yesterday.
1: Does he have texting?
0: Yeah, and if he texts you back, it's in all caps. And I (laughs) I sent him a text. No punctuation. And then I got a call right back, and I was on another phone call, and he leaves a voicemail about four minutes long. We're talking about Ron Polk. And the conversation starts with, Bart, do not text me. I do not text back. Well, when he does, it's all caps, which is funny. But, yeah, this is one of, the, of those days where if he's the Notre Dame coach, he is saying, hey, that that is baseball, that's baseball. But, hey, we did a good job. Myers at the top of the order got on base twice. Cole in the two-spot in the order, their lead, leading hitter, had a one-for-four day. And walked once. He scored off at the third inning walk. And then Miller in the three spot in the order was one for five. So he was on base one time. So why is that big? Is because it allows you to pitch around Nico Cavadas. Yeah, he went 0 for today. He went 0 for 2. Struck out looking his last time of it. Man, was at a battle right there with Landon Sims. I mean, if you follow college baseball – and you know that Landon Sims is one of the top two, three pitchers in the country. Cavadas is number two in the country in home runs, one of the top hitters, one of the hottest hitters in the country right now. That was a battle. And to get that, that that call strike three in the eighth inning, to get out of the eighth inning, Landon Sims was absolutely phenomenal. But you kept guys off the bases so you didn't have to pitch to him early. There
1: were some, what do you call them, unintentional, intentional walks Yes. And and that's probably a little bit overstated, but it was pretty clear early, particularly when a base was open. We're not leaving anything down the middle. If we can get a call strike on the outside, bringing back one across the plate, so be it. But they were not going to groove one to him, and it makes all the difference when you're able to do that. So, Bart, if you're Link Jarrett, Notre Dame baseball coach, you're going to go back to the hotel a little bit, you're going to have dinner, you're going to shower, you're going to talk this over. How do you address your team right now? what is your message to those guys?
0: I I would tell them – here's what I would tell them. I would tell them today was us. I would tell them if we don't make four errors, we win this ball game. Today is us. Tomorrow let's go out, set the tone early, and do the same thing. we have the same offensive approach we had, and we're going to push this thing to three games. That's what I would tell if I was Link Jarrett.
1: And I think the thing I would add to that if I'm Link Jarrett is you're going to have a fly ball pitcher. You are. And the ball, I mean, the launching pad was locked in today. It sure was, man. And I'm going to tell them, look,
0: we're going to run four or five out of here tomorrow. Let's take a look at our stats brought to you by Maroon and White Realty. Maroon and White Realty, Sterling Dahl and the gang here in Starkville. It, they know everything that's going on in the real estate market. If you're looking for... Investment opportunities. If you're wanting to own a bunch of condos and somebody to run it for you for property management, Sterling and those guys they do a great job with property management. But also looking to find something for you or your child or anyone in the Startwell area. So Maroon and White Realty and Sterling Dahl and those guys bringing you our post game stats. And so let's look at the Bulldogs offensively today. First of all, line total state nine runs on ten hits commit one error, we leave four on the bases. We left four guys stranded today. <laughs> That's insane. Notre Dame, eight runs, 12 hits. The nation's top fielding team commits four errors and leaves eight on the bases. And so look at State box score-wise. Rowdy Jordan, three for five day. He was the only Bulldog with three hits. Cameron James went two for four with a couple of RBIs in the game. Brad Cumbas, two for four, had a double in the game. That was down in the seventh spot in the order. And then you had uh, multiple guys with one hit each. Uh, Tanner Allen was one for three. His batting average now down at 394. So it came down a little bit after going one for three today. Of course, Tanner had that home run, that one RBI. Logan Tanner had the solo shot to give us the lead in the bottom of the seventh inning, and so that was kind of the game winner right there. Logan Tanner made it big, hit into a couple double plays. One of them was just Rain. a great cra- hey, – That's that's top. Like a hit. That's a top play, top play at 6-4-3 double play. And then a one-for-three day for Kellum Clark today, who also walked once, so he was on base a couple of times. So, State, as we said, the nine runs on ten hits, Pitching-wise, Will Bednar goes three innings. Three-plus, he gives up four runs, all earned on seven hits. He strikes out four. He walks two. He faced 19 batters, got three flyouts, one ground out, got a double play ball that was huge, threw 71 pitches, 44 strikes. His ERA at 3.53. Chase Patrick came in, through an inning and a third, gave up three runs, two earned on three hits. He struck out one. He also walked one through 23 pitches in the game. Preston Johnson, we shot a big bullet. We shot a couple of real big bullets in this one with uh, Preston Johnson, went two and two-thirds. He picks up the win. He's now 3-0 in the season. One run on two hits. He struck out two. He walked None. He threw 35 pitches, 24 strikes. He was a strike thrower. Here's the thing I liked about Preston Johnson. He's a he's a fly ball pitcher, too. But he was flipping some breaking balls up there today yes, to keep him was. honest. Yeah.
1: Yes, he was. And you could see it coming, too. He was working ahead. He was. He was working ahead and counts and, and then just would spin it.
0: And then Landon Sims, when Logan Tanner hit the home run in the bottom of the seventh inning, and Landon had been down there tossing around a little bit. I mean, he was fully stretched out. But – Logan Tanner was between second and third base, and Landon Sims was trotting to the rubber on the bullpen mound.
1: Yeah, now we're heating up. Yeah,
0: now we're getting hot. And I was worried he didn't throw enough to get fully hot. And why do you worry about that? Is because you don't get a chance to work on your breaking ball. You're trying to get hot instead of working on finesse. But he pitches the last two innings. He picks up his tenth save. And
1: look at that strike. And pitch total.
0: Uh, 29 pitches, 21 strikes, and two innings of work. A 1.28 earn run average. He picks up his 10th save of the season. So that was huge, huge for Preston Johnson and Landon Sims to come in. For Notre Dame, Myers at the top of the order had two hits. Shortstop Prasner, didn't know how you say it, went three for four in the game, had four RBIs. He had two doubles and a home run. And so out of your ninth spot in the order, you got your top hitter for Notre Dame. Everybody in the order other than Cavadas had a hit. Cavadas was the only guy to go 0 for today, but he went 0 for 2 and walked a couple of times. So two hits each from Brannigan and Myers, who was at the top of the order. Brannigan down in that sixth spot in the order. And then everybody else had one. Cole had one. Miller had one of the three spot in the order. Putts in the five spot was one for four. Coatesy down in the seven spot. Lamana was one for four. And so everything was kind of spread out with Notre Dame today at the plate. Cole help took the loss for Notre Dame. So when you start looking at pitching wise, Bertrand went four innings, gave up six runs, or excuse me, gave up five runs, four earned on six hits. Struck out two, he walked one. And then Cole Hepp, who has been a long reliever, he's a long save guy. He's their big bullet out of the bullpen. Hey, they burn a huge bullet today with Cole Hepp. He goes four innings as well, gives up four runs, three earned on four hits, Struck out four, walked one. Notre Dame had six total strikeouts pitching today through the two walks, as we talked about a moment ago. Cole falls to seven and two. He's been so good out of their bullpen. He got two groundouts and five flyouts. He threw 78 pitches. 78 pitches from their top dog out of the bullpen.
1: Well, and let me add to that you start to look at experience that guys have had coming into the season, their top two inning throwers are spent. Okay, so if you come back and you look on the year, the guy that threw the most innings all year was Bertrand at 84. He's done. And the guy that threw the second most innings all year was Cole Hepp. And so we talk so much about coming into this ball game, about you want to get a win, but you don't want it to be too expensive. It was an expensive loss for Notre Dame. We, we get focused a lot on us and say, well, we had to use these bullets, and oh, no, we had to use Preston Johnson. We had to use Landon Sims. you got to look at the other side of the page, too. I mean, this is match play. And so where does that
0: where does that come into play? Does it probably come into play more if you go to Monday?
1: Yes, I'm going to say something that will. I know. Again, I know exactly disagreements. I know. In.
0: I know what you're about to say. I think we have a.
1: This is not to say that I don't think we have a good chance to win tomorrow, but I think if I were setting the Vegas odds, we are a heavier favorite on Monday than we are tomorrow.
0: I can go with that. Of course, tomorrow we're going Christian McLeod. And that's not saying anything bad about Christian. They've got some right-handed hitter. Here's the thing that Notre Dame has. They've got some guys who can flip around and bat from the right side. Some of these lefties, they'll turn around and bat from the right. And, you know, with the way this ballpark runs right now, you saw it today, it played small. And and Christian is a fly ball guy. We have to have some innings out of him tomorrow. We have to have some innings out of him Brandon Smith has to keep the ball down because you feel like he's going to be the first guy we go to tomorrow.
1: And the thing that scares me a little bit about the Brandon Smith thing is, and I know it will be a different umpire tomorrow, but the zone wasn't big today. That zone got tight at times. And I've always thought that Brandon Smith is at his best when he gets kind of the Greg Maddox calls. I thought at
0: times today there was a little bit of that. Especially, I mean, and I'm not trying to. Maybe it's inconsistent. Is that a better way to yeah, describe it? Yeah, I'm not today? trying to look at this from maroon-colored glasses here, but I thought a couple times, especially on Cam James, on that call strike three. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, that I mean, Tony Norris behind the plate today.
1: Two, we took two call third strikes, and I didn't think either one of them were
0: great. We had back-to-back right there. Was it Cam James, and it was uh, right before? And it was Hancock. And Hancock, yeah, both on three two pitches, right? Yes. And so, yeah, Tony Norris behind the plate today. I don't know any of these guys. Mike Lusky. Is it third today? Um, I guess and here's Moser will be the he was the first base umpire. He'll be behind the play tomorrow. Let me
1: rant a minute.
0: Oh if my! I may. Why today? Today everything's
1: positive. <laughs> well, here's here's what I'm looking at. Cam James struck out, but Luke Hancock is not a strikeout guy, and so he takes a couple of balls, has a swinging strike, takes a strike, takes a ball. So now we go three two. This guy was fouled off a pitch before taking one. Luke Hancock is the last guy in the world going up there to bang out a walk. And he's got a really good understanding of the strike zone. And so, I perhaps that added to my frustration after I thought that James had drawn the walk. I thought Hancock had, too. Who? Well, here's the thing. Tanner hits a home run, right? Yep. And the guy was pitching out of the windup. If you get a guy on base, how you pitch him different. So, I'll take that home run and just shut up about it.
0: That's fine. Hey, it those stats, of course, we talked about. Brought to you by Maroon and White Realty here in Starkville. And they're on Star Avenue. You forgot one stat. What did I forget?
1: We have moved to one and zero on the season against teams in reflective headgear.
0: Charlie, Charlie, here's. I'm kind of surprised Vanderbilt hadn't pulled this. <laughs>
1: <Don't start. laughs> so. I love Notre Dame. Let me be clear. Love them. I just don't appreciate the headgear. I'm more of a navy blue guy.
0: I understand that. But to me, I go back with well, their football helmets as well. I think it's just – They two, changed. They used to be a
1: dull gold, gold. I, I like the,
0: that. I like the dull gold. If they wore dull gold uniforms to or dull gold helmets today, I'd be okay. All I right, want the, Notre
1: Dame. I want the Joe Theismann gold. I want the – even the Ron Palace gold. Tony Rice Gold. This is something different.
0: Yeah, it's just it's, it's, the shade is just too, too light. This is
1: Ian Book Gold. I'm not a fan of that. Anyway, you were going to thank our friends at Maroon & White.
0: Yeah, I was going to thank our friends at Maroon & White Realty bringing you our stats here on our post-game rap show. And hey, by the way, one thing on that, on our
1: friends at Maroon & White, a lot of times we have people reach out to us and say, I've got a kid coming to school. Or I've got a kid coming for grad school or my kid has been in a fraternity or sorority house, don't know where they're going to live. Are there houses available, their apartments? Call these guys. Yes. They, it's not just – a lot of times you see a realty company and you think buying a house. Th- these guys – have the pulse of the town when it comes to places to live.
0: And it's not about them having something listed. They work so well with other realtors in this town. They know everything going on. And so um, call Sterling and those guys Maroon and White Realty, and they'll get you taken care of. So the So the time of the ball game today was three hours and 12 minutes, and it felt like that. It went from 106 to 418. So we started to 106 today. Hey, I sent this tweet out, and and I mean this in the utmost sincerity because sometimes we take some shots, and they're usually not mean shots, but I really did feel bad for our friends. Uh, Dave Neal, I talked to Dave a little bit yesterday. Dave Neal and Kyle Peterson, who are phenomenal broadcasters. I, I go back to the point of them having to sit at home and try to broadcast a ball game in their homes, when that kind of atmosphere is there, and I've I've got several tweets about you know crowd noise of that matter, it's not their fault. It is not their fault, and I'm I'm so proud we have those guys, Dave and and Kyle, doing the broadcast of the game today. But yeah, to,
1: watch a game tonight, you'll be especially proud to have oh, them.
0: My goodness. Well, anyway, and, and, and I
1: want to say this: I can go there. I don't really want to. I will just say. You talk about, you know, things we say and where our fandom is and things like that. Nobody's going to accuse us of being Ole Miss fans. They deserve better than what they got last night.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that all the way around, all the way around.
1: They deserve better than what they got. That's a good baseball team, and college baseball deserves better and they deserve better.
0: That's what I was about to say. Not only Ole Miss, but college baseball deserves better than what they got last night a lot better, and that's why I feel good about I saw Dylan Bonfani today walking in the stadium. It was this morning. It was 10 o'clock or 9.30, whatever time it was, and of course, we worked with Dylan a good bit. He's one of our camera guys, and I said, hey, have you got the center field camera today, and he said, yeah, I do, and I mean, here's a guy who travels the country doing this work for ESPN. This is a guy who is one of their guys, but he's also one of ours, and I'm kind of proud of the product that they put out. Our camera guys, I'll put them up against anybody yes. doing this work. So, yes. anyway, that's that's a, a rabbit hole to chase. All right, Charlie, time for our big plays. Big plays brought to you by Two Brothers Barbecue, Two Brothers Smoked Meats on University Drive. I had lunch there yesterday with Jen, and every time I go in there, it's consistent. Every time I go in there, it's good. Every time I go in there, I say, you know, I should eat here more. But I door I do- dash it a lot. We're lazy guys here in town. But – Two Brothers Smoke Meats, bringing you our plays of the game. And hey, yesterday I had the barbecue fries just because you said that last week. I'd never had those their,
1: things are strong. I had never
0: had their barbecue fries, but they were phenomenal. All right, big plays from today. What's your big play of the game? Brought to you by Two Brothers Smoke Meats. I wanted. I went first last time.
1: I think I'm going to defer to you again.
0: No, I went first last time. Is I that really that did. Word? Okay, I did.
1: Um, uh, Rowdy Jordan. The two-run home run in the sixth. Yeah. That's the big play of the game. You could go back and find all sorts of other plays within the game getting out of situations where Notre Dame had a chance to break it open. But that two-run 2, home, two run home run that with two outs, that's a big old deal.
0: I was going to say – If you'd asked me in the fifth inning, I was going to say, well, if we come back and win this thing, I was going to say that what I tweeted about in the third of getting out of that third inning was giving up just the one run because they were poised to kind of pounce right there. I thought the three runs for me, three runs in the fifth inning, when it's a 7-3 to game, you had to have something. I thought Rowdy Jordan, you talked about that two-run home run in the sixth inning. I thought the single in the fifth was massive. Just getting somebody on base – and then you hit the ground ball, Tanner Allen hits that ground ball, six hole, shortstop can't handle it, handle it cleanly, and then all of a sudden Cameron James with a base hit. I thought that sequence in the fifth inning to take it from seven to three to get it back to seven to six is my play of the game.
1: What's so interesting, you know, that six run scored on a double play. And what's the thing you always say? We have to avoid a double play, have to avoid a double play. But right there I felt like getting that run home to make it seven to six. the la- I thought there were worse outcomes than a double play right there, as crazy as that sounds. There's something about getting it back to a one-run game.
0: Oh, yeah. Get it back, and then all of a sudden anything can happen. So that's the play of the game brought to you, our plays of the game brought to you by – Two Brothers Smoked Meats on University Drive. They're right in the heart of the Cotton District, and so the perfect place to come before or after the game because you can actually walk from campus and get to Two Brothers. And so it's it's always a hopping spot. They built that restaurant out. as huge. It started out small back in 2014, and they just got so big. They built a big restaurant, and now it's it's awesome. Right there on University Drive at the three-way stop. So, hey, Charlie. hey, get we get a
1: painkiller, by the way, to help with the sunburn.
0: Man, I tell you what, I was so hot, I'm parched, man, I'm parched. All right, let's talk real quick, tomorrow. Do we want to do it right now, or do we want to come back for Sunday coffee and preview tomorrow? Ah, so maybe we'll have a Sunday coffee. Uh, Let's do that, cross-promotion, Sunday coffee tomorrow morning. Yeah,
1: so for those who may not listen, we do a weekly show on Thursdays, and then on Sunday morning we get together. We'll just kind of talk baseball and talk about the day upcoming. I, th- I think tomorrow will be interesting. The idea, a little bit, is kind of calm down, kind of step away, refresh. I have a feeling that I'm going to come in tomorrow with a different, kind of a different feel about that ball game. By the time I get here tomorrow, I'm going to be pretty confident. The thing that I'm left with right now, even in victory, and this uh, this is sounds crazy, I know, but the thing I'm left with is we played a good team today. I didn't think Notre Dame was that good. And you know what? Arkansas, they got beat today. They did. And, you know, I'd kind of been thinking, man, the ACC is terrible. Arkansas is running NC State out of there. Not so fast. Let's see how it plays out. But I do think this, if we all the talk that people want to have about layup regionals and all this mess, if we get through this super regional, we will have, built, we will have beaten a very good team and nothing to apologize. If we're able to get through to Omaha, good on us.
0: And I want to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. What we're doing now is not easy. We've been to five straight super regionals. And for you young cats out there, let oh me tell you goodness. something. Let me tell you something. Rare air, brother. Yes, sir. Enjoy this. Soak it in. Soak it in. And so we kind of built this program to where it is right now. Man, it's it's so much fun. Five straight super regionals, but this ain't easy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can't get out of here without talking about the crowd size. Oh, 14,000, man. Wow. Fourteen
1: thousand and and change. It made me want to cry when I saw that go up there, just because of all the things we've kind of dealt with over the past year plus. It's like, man, we're back. We are back. That was Mississippi State baseball today.
0: Fourteen three eighty five. Fourteen three eighty five, and it felt it. You it know, this is not. It. This is not one of those. Uh, this is just the tickets out the tickets been bought and there's probably 10,000 people there but we're listing 13 14 no 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 that was legit that was and that was insane it was
1: insane and i'm telling you tomorrow night there's something about you talked about kind of tiger stadium at night versus during the day there's a duty noble issue tomorrow night's going to be incredible the yeah. atmosphere if you're on the fence come get
0: in the ballpark absolutely if you um if you were out there today and you're parched like I am, and I've drank a ton of water in the last hour, put on that aloe. Come on out tomorrow. The sun won't be near as bad at five o'clock, and tomorrow night will be even better. If you're if you like you said, Charlie, if you're on the fence about coming tomorrow, come on. And,
1: and I'll say this too. I was talking to some people today, and every one of them was telling me stories about who they remember when they were here, what their great memories were. And there was a guy. I grew up on Clark and Palmero, And there's another guy we talked about, Richard Lee. I grew up with Richard Lee. If you got a 12-, 13-, 14-year-old man, put him in the car. Bring him. Because every one of us that were standing out there today were sh- sharing those stories about when we were 14 and how much an impact it made. There's going to be a lot of 12-, 13-, 14-year-olds talking about today in the years to come.
0: Yep, it was a lot of fun. State wins at 9-8. to eight. Takes the 1 0 lead in the Super Regional here in Start. We'll, we'll be back at it at 5 o'clock tomorrow night, game two. Before that, of course, stop in with me and Charlie tomorrow morning. We'll have Sunday coffee. We'll talk. We'll kind of preview the state-Notre Dame matchup tomorrow in game two. And of course, each and every week, out of left field, we had a great show this past week when we talked to Travis Chapman, who played at Mississippi State from 1997 to the year 2000. We talked about that 2000 regional here, and Charlie talked with Paul O'Toole, who played catcher for Notre Dame. We both talked to Steve Stanley, who was a center fielder for Notre Dame. We've had some really fun interviews over the past few Weeks we had Chris Magruder, the fine center fielder from Washington, last week, and man, it was—it's been just a lot of fun here in the postseason, and so. Make sure you check out those shows. Go back and give them a listen. And give us a review on Out of Left Field as well. So, Charlie, I enjoyed it. Once again, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate our sponsors. Bank First for sponsoring the studios. Of course, Maroon and White Realty bringing you our stats. And the play of the game brought to you by Two Brothers Smoke Meats. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bark Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on a Saturday afternoon in Starkville.